Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so you heard the uh, voiceover guy that I've never met. It's Locked On Mavericks. It's your team. It's every day. We're here for you. We'd appreciate it if you subscribe or uh, rate and review or both even. All of the above. Uh, this is your Locked On Mavs podcast for Monday, October 17th. In the year 2016, I am Mike Marshall. I'm one of your hosts. Uh, my more talented compadre is on the other end of this phone line. His name is Jacob Kemp. He works at Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket, Mondays through Friday. Fridays, ele- not 11, 12 to 3. You can start listening at 11 if you want to, though. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> and then Sundays, 8 to 11 on the Shake Joint, at Not Jack Kemp if you want to follow him, uh, at Locked on Mavs if you want to follow the show, and at Machine Sports if you want to follow me. I know that sounds like a big commitment, but uh, we're here for you every day, so you can give give a little. How about that? Hey. Yeah. How you doing, Jake? Doing awesome. Doing awesome. We're only a couple weeks away from the real basketball. So Nine I'm ready days, for it to fire man. up, man. I'm I'm uh, I'm interested to see not just the Mavericks, but there are just a, a number of I feel like because of the way free agency works now with the um the machine that you go on the game show where they turn on the fan and there's just money. <laughs> right. I feel are like you trapped in a cell that's see through? Yeah. I feel like okay. since that's like uh a two-week version of that, that mm-hmm. it's kind of like, oh, my God, I got to take a break from the NBA yeah. after that. I really do. Like, it was so much. And I'm, like, locked onto my phone. Hey, no pun intended for, like, you know, what felt like 150 hours straight. If you checked, like, if they kept my data of how often I, like, refresh Twitter in one day. Yeah, don't show I me the during, breakdown. Yeah, please don't show me NBA free agency. Because I will, I will think I'm a terrible person for yeah. neglecting most of my life. Um, so then yeah. after that's done, I'm kind of like, uh, you know, I'm not really thinking about the NBA for a little while. But then as it gets, you know, about the last month or so, it's like, all right, all right. Yeah, I want to see the practical application of all of it. Right. I want to I see, like, Greg Monroe last year. Like, he signs the big deal, and then, like, first three weeks of the season, they're just like, nah, uh-uh. Yeah, nah. I, th- I actually thought they were going to regret that at the time, but. Yeah, who's, who's I mean, counting? Right, for, I guess except for, like, for me, every time I'm right. Yeah, only only when I'm right, that tally just keeps growing. Mm-hmm. Um, but for third tier teams, I'm just kind of like, yeah, whatever, free agency. <laughs> like you got to spend money, I guess. But uh, let's see. Next preseason game will be Wednesday night, the 19th, at the American Airlines Center versus the Houston Rockets, and that will be on TXA 21. If you are in- interested in getting a glimpse of your team before uh, the regular season starts, uh, last Friday night would have been a good, good opportunity had it been on TV um, or anywhere that human beings could watch it. 
as the Mavs played their fourth, uh, fifth preseason game. My bad. I keep losing track of these because they're all so important. Um, the fifth preseason game in uh, Phoenix of the Arizona against the uh, against the Suns, a Suns team which we don't uh, think has much promise for this year, but they look like they're going to be fun pretty quickly. Oh yeah, uh, in short order. No Devin Booker and no uh, Tyson Chandler. Um, but the Suns get out of there, one twelve, one oh seven win. A um, couple thoughts, not a ton because I didn't get to see a lot of this uh, actual basketball game, but just a couple thoughts watching the uh, highlights and reading the box score. Um, it looks like Marquise Chris is going to be a real problem in this league for a little while. Yeah, he looks like he looks like he can boogie a little bit. The uh, the f- first uh, first round early, well, I don't know what pick he was. I think he might have been like ninth. Um, the rookie for the Suns. He's going to be a problem in the Western Conference pretty soon. Uh, the Mavs rolled out their actual starting lineup, which was cool, and they all played 20 minutes. Um, Bogut caught a tee. He caught a technical against uh, against Chris, which I like to see. <laughs> Just mixing it up early in preseason. Uh, Dragon Bender looks like Edward Snowden, so I hope that works out for him. He can shoot it, though. Yeah, no, he can fill it up. I have no doubt about that. He just looks really goofy. I don't know what he's doing. My main thing with them is I they found a way to screw up the last collection of pretty exciting young talent they had. Mm-hmm. And I'm not convinced that they won't find a way to screw this up. Well, just watching Eric Bledsoe's career be wasted oh, between something. Bledsoe's now like their old man. Well, I mean, he I is. guess Dudley is, but they still have freaking... I've never really confidently pronounced Tyler Ulis's last name. Ulis, I think. But I between Dragon Bender, Chris, and um, like I said, Bledsoe being an old man now, now Ulis, like, <laughs> and then obviously Booker, like they have mm-hmm. maybe four or five of the best twenty young players in the game. Yeah, and I just still don't know that I trust them to figure it out. Yeah, they're gonna f it up. Their like they signed gonna... Tyson, they signed Tyson Chandler like two years after they picked Alex Lynn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely happened. And Alex Lynn and, wasn't uh, bad. No, he was good. He was exceptionally good rookie season, no. um, compared Anyways. to what most centers give. Yeah, but you know what's going to happen? Their GM will get his ass fired because they're going to win twenty eight games this year, and then some guy's going to come in and not like the the way these pieces fit together. And uh, there you go again. But. Um, a couple notes on the Mavericks side. Um, Bogut played his ass off. Ten boards, four assists, uh, and four points in 20 minutes. Um, Darren Williams tried to take over, which I fear is, you know, a uh, harbinger of things to come for this first-team offense where Darren just kind of gets frustrated because no one can create their own shot and just tries to fill it up. Um, and some nights that might work, but I don't think that's a consistent uh, plan. He had 17 on 6 of 11 from the field. Um, Dirk had an off night, but whatever. It's 4 of 13 uh, for 10 points. And Harrison Barnes, uh, his second best preseason game. Seven points. Six rebounds. And 20 minutes. He did have a nice backdoor cut, which I think is just going to be a thing this season. Uh, The Harrison Barnes backdoor cut. Yeah. Justin Anderson had a good game. Uh, Jonathan Gibson, I think, is solidifying his spot on the roster. And they waved Jamel Warney. If you want a little bit of news, um, further solidifying my stance that Gibson and uh, Nicholas Persino will be those final two spots that are that are being fought for. But, but a big bogey uh, game. 
Yeah, big bogey game. Yeah, he got he caught a tee. He got ten boards in twenty minutes, um, four assists. Like, I don't know what else to uh, what else to say about him. But he's been he's played to his uh, his paper thus far. And there was a um, article on NBA.com from a one Mister, if I can find it real quick, hyphenated name, Scott Howard Cooper, mm-hmm. um, and it was just about. You know, asking Bogut's and all of this. Take all of this with, that, with about uh, two and a half cups of uh, salt. But <clears throat> Bogut says he loves it here. He says he clearly chose Dallas over Houston uh, whenever it was time to uh, shift teams and get out of Golden State. He says everything's been great. Uh, I really like this team. I could see myself playing for this team for a long time. Saying all the right things, which are easy to say in training camp, right? Um, but it kind of got my wheels spinning on – what would be the harm in locking up Andrew Bogut or even committing to Andrew Bogut in July or something? You can uh, get him locked into an extension after the 25th, so eight days from now. They can start working on an extension if he's interested in that. You probably want to see a little bit of basketball before that happens. but um, And he can get a real small raise after the 25th, but in July it's basically anything goes. And... That just got my uh, got the little mouse, little hamster on the wheel in my mind, saying, "Would it be the worst thing, like if you just uh, October twenty sixth, if they you know sent out a press release that they locked up Andrew Bogut for two years, twenty five million dollars on top of the contract he has right now? Like I don't think that's that's awful. Like Twelve and a half a year. Yeah. <clears throat> um, that'd be below market value technically. Um, because starting centers, I'm looking at, you know, all the contracts for centers right now. Uh, and on average, there's this, there's this market that's been set between about 12 and like 13, five for dudes like, um, like Gortat, Plumlee, Tyson, uh, Vujovic and, uh, Robin Lopez. And then it jumps to dudes that basically just got deals that are, you know, you would consider maybe top 12, um, starting centers and like. Uh, Jonas got a 16 a year type deal. Tristan got a 16 four. I don't really count Mozgov and Mahinmi. That's just I don't know. That just seems odd to me. Well, I mean, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but <clears throat> at this point, given both their injuries, I'm not sure that Joe Kim Noah is better than Andrew Bogut anymore. They're the same age, and you yeah. and Noah just got four for 73. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if you were able to, it's not a matter of whether or not it would be a bargain to get Bogut at 12 and a half. It's a matter of whether or not that's the direction you want to go, not only at that position, but for your money in general, because it's all still kind of hinges on what is Dirk going to do? Like, is Dirk have two more years? Yeah. I think Bogut's a pretty nice fit next to Dirk. Um, I'd prefer to have a guy who could take some runs at the rim, but am I going to be... Locking up Andrew Bogut for two years and then looking for another four or another yep. three and Harrison Barnes is my four and Dirk comes off the bench next year. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of different things that – a lot of different factors that go into whether or not I want age 32 and 33 or 33 and 34 Andrew Bogut because even though that's a pretty good deal for – or a really good deal for what he is now, I don't think it's safe to assume that you're going to get you know 70 games of him next year and the year after that each. I mean, just <laughs> basic projection of how his body seems to be going. I mean, that would be like his 16th and 17th year in the league. Yeah. 
right? I mean, he's yeah. been in. This is what year is he going into? This has got to be like he is. This was eleven, I think. Oh, okay. So it's not as bad yeah. as I thought. So it would be yeah, like he spent he spent three years at Utah. Okay, so he would be his uh, one, two, three, four, thirteen, five. fourteen. Yeah, thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. So you know, I mean. If they said that they were doing it for two for twenty five, as high as the cap is right now, I could probably put I could I could sell myself on that, and I would also not be convinced that he would have to play. Like he could even potentially come off the bench at that number, and it wouldn't kill you, right? Yeah, like sometimes, or maybe Dirk goes yeah. to the bench because he's only getting. Um, well, I guess he can opt out after this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got to he's got to opt out if they if they get into a bidding war and the difference is money i think dirt can opt out obviously and make make whatever work um yeah bogut will turn 32 in about 40 days and i guess it's just it's just kind of a question of how do you want to build your team um and the other side of that card is well what else are you going to do at center i mean what other options you got and i looked at you know all the (laughs) free agents restricted or otherwise um, and it's not pretty for the center position this off season. Once Andrew Bogut's a, a free agent, um, you're looking at okay. Gobert is Gobert is restricted. He ain't going nowhere. No. Um, let's see. Next one would be Stephen Adams restricted. He ain't going nowhere. Nerland's restricted. I don't think he's going anywhere, but I don't know. Um, Serge Ibaka is basically the closest thing to a center that's unrestricted that you could talk yourself into. Yeah, I um, on Nerlens. I keep thinking they're going to have to move somebody, and I would have been in on that last year. Yeah, um, yeah. They're not just going to let him walk. I can tell you that. I mean, right. Say what you will about their team; like they're mathematically inclined enough to where they understand there's no chance that they just let any of those dudes walk. So, about the only way I'd be open to moving a first round pick for a guy that's already um, not all that established but is in the league is a guy who's 23, and I still think can be a really I mean, it sounds crazy to say, but Noel is talented enough to be a top five center. He just yeah. is. I mean, he just hasn't – the fit there is really weird, but that's the type of guy I really want. Mm-hmm. Like, if I had to pick yeah. between Noel and Monroe right now, I would take I would take Noel. Yeah, that's what I – Except what I one sure. of them, somebody decided to already pay $17 million a year. So, like, yeah, it's not like it's just a foregone conclusion. Right. And uh, honestly, the next center on the list, once you start going down this thing, um, as an unrestricted free agent center, is Andrew Bogut. Yeah. Um, there's no one that is a true center that's un- purely unrestricted this offseason that you can talk yourself into being more valuable than Andrew Bogut. And so the options aren't there for you, uh, at least in terms of pure free agency, which I don't know if they have anything to trade necessarily. You know what I mean? Like, if you trade some of your bench parts, if you traded, like, Justin Anderson, I think it would uh, – I don't think you could recoup that in one offseason. No, you, like what he's, they're in a position where they – all of their assets are integral to their, yeah. yeah. They're holding they're, – they're pillars. They're mm-hmm. holding, like, um, more than their own, more than their contract's worth. So, I think that – saw that the Mavs are spending the 24th uh, most on the center position. And that's with, you know, Bogut making 11, um, Salah, and then they don't really have a – maybe Dwight Powell if you factor that in. I don't know how Track did it. But uh, according to Track, they're spending the 24th most on their center position. And if you give Bogut – I don't know. I don't know what his actual, like, com- uh, complete raise could be. Um, 
But if it's somewhere like 13, if he could make 13 over the next two years, like I think I might do that, man, because I'd I'd be much more inclined to spend money on the point guard position this off season. Yeah. And even maybe maybe even double down and draft one. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely still draft one. Um, yeah, I was and- looking at. Schmitz's stuff on Draft Express, and looks like there's six point guards in the top twenty. Oh, that this is the point guard draft. If they don't yeah. get out of this with a point guard, I'm going to be really upset. Unless it yeah. means that they've traded for Nerlens Noel, or you know, I mean, I know he's like a punchline to you and I, but I think that Minnesota is going to have a decision to make with Gorgie because I, if yeah. I were them, I would consider playing Cat at the five, mm-hmm. um, much like you know the the Pelicans have had to try to figure out and. They still have Peck signed up, right. um, even though he's, he's, out not, the, he's out all the whole year. year. Yeah, but they, yeah. I think he's got another year, maybe two. Um, mm-hmm. So either they, they're going to be moving someone, I would suspect. I don't think they can. I don't think they can pay because they're going to have so many deals coming up. And and yeah, the Gorgie's couple, restricted after this year. That's what I'm saying. Is that I don't yeah. know that I would give up a first for him like I would for Noel. But mm-hmm. in, unless that first round pick gets me a big man who is still on his first contract. Mm-hmm. like a th- the type of guys we're talking about who are going to be restricted, then it better get me a point guard in the draft. Yeah. And yeah. so, I, yeah, I think it's interesting. We always hear this sort of stuff and we kind of laugh at it, but this dude uh, who reported this article and talked to Bogut did, you know, they did point out that he's making more money because he doesn't have to pay taxes in California. Right. Uh, and you know, the standard everyone here is so nice. So if, mm-hmm. the, if the question is, would he rather take, 12 and a half or 13 to stay here uh, right. and a place that he says he really likes. And I do believe that NBA players, like you're not going to be on a team that just completely sucks here. You're just not. Yeah. It's not like happen. signing with Sacramento. Right. So would you rather take 12 or 13 here? Be on a the team. The buy-in takes a lot less. <clears throat> the buy-in takes a lot less. They're going to take care of your body and you get the tax thing. Or would you rather take 16 and go to like – I mean, I keep using Sacramento as a punchline, but there's any number of teams that could be. It could be Orlando, although I think Florida mm-hmm. doesn't have taxes either. But a situation where it was like pretty much comparable money take home. Yeah. Not now, if somebody's going to give him uh, Noah money. Then yeah, you got to say yes. Yeah, then, then you're or, out. or more than or more than two years with an option at the end. You right. Know? Yeah. If someone offers Bogut four years, he has to take that. I don't think that's right. I think the the you know the critique of how many games he plays and his you know the stigma of his quote-unquote health i think will limit him and i don't know why it didn't limit noah that seemed like the stupidest thing ever for yeah me. i mean he didn't even come back yeah exactly but we're in this weird this weird gully of young big men are so valuable that no one will move them for outside of like a hall but also a 31 year old big man can probably sign for 13 a year um and no one questions it yeah, where I feel like that's under that'd be undervalued for him, but he can give you as much as those other dudes that are, you know, above that would be above thirteen is like Mahinmi, Mozgov, uh, Greg Monroe is making seventeen, and then you get into the elites. But I think if you want to build your team that way, at least you know you have a starting caliber center for two more seasons. And if you want, if you want to throw on a mutual option at the end of the third year, and you know that you never truly intend to lock into. I'm fine with that um, because you're going to need a point guard and you're going to need to draft a point guard and you're probably going to need to move up in the draft to take a point guard if you're going that route. So I think it's a very, um, very solid strategy to lock in Bogut. 
What it really comes down to, whether you're talking about locking him in before he can be free or if you're talking about on day one offering him mm-hmm. uh, offering him something like what we've been talking about. Even maybe you go to two for, two for 28 at that point. The yeah. question is, then you've got a, really, unless you're talking about moving Dirk to the bench, and even then, you've got three or four starting positions that are they're locked down, um, mm-hmm. for better or worse. Right. You, you you've got a twenty five million dollar uh, player or club option on Dirk, which I think after he gets twenty five this year, I would not be surprised at all if he had no problem waiving that mm-hmm. and taking a pay cut next year. Right. The question is going to be if you lock Bogut back in, and uh, what can you do with Dirk's deal? To how much money are you going to have left? Is I guess yeah. what I'm saying. Like, are you still going to be able to go out and be a player? for a point guard or something crazy like Blake Griffin with, with Dirk going to the bench. Because yeah. if it's going to mean that you can't do anything, then I don't know. I might rather just roll the dice again. Um, but if it means that you're going to have at least like comparable, like you can get in the mix for um, you know Dennis Schroeder or even Jeff Teague, mm-hmm. then I think I would. I want to take a run at a guy like one of those guys. So if I could still keep fifteen or so million dollars open, which I think they could probably pull off, depending on what the cap's going to be, then I think at that point, you know, I would be on board with signing Bogut back up. Yeah, you'd be sitting at ninety-four million, I think. Before Bogut. Um, yeah, before Bogut, and well, you got to Dirk's factored into that. I mean, Dirk's not going to take $25 million next year if, right. you know, even if he cuts his down to 12 mm-hmm. um, and you sign Bogut and you probably don't bring back Devin Harris because his deal is not guaranteed, yeah. um, I can find $15 million in there. Yeah, absolutely. With the cap absolutely. jump, with Dirk, with Bogut's mm-hmm. number, with Devin, with, you know, some of the other, not, they got four or five non guaranteed deals that'll add up to four or five million bucks right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's 94 without Bogut with Dirk, so you take, what, 12 off the top, 12 or 13 off the top, so yeah. like 80, 81, 80, 82 range. Well, let me just take that 12 or 13 and um, from uh, Dirk and give it right to Bogut. Yeah, exactly. And say that I bring exactly. Dirk back on another one-year deal, and then so I'm at 94 plus the cap is probably going to be 106. Yeah. Um, so there's 12 without and doing anything else. Yeah, and then you're point, point guard hunting, and I mean, there's the likes of Kyle Lowry out there. Um there's a couple dudes out there that I'm really interested in. And, you know, I think you could do a lot worse than Bogut. And I don't think the, the, the avenue that you've been dealt <laughs> in terms of not being able to swing like a humongous trade or draft a top five center type, I don't think you can upgrade that position enough. Uh, that would make sense, make more sense than giving Bogut two for 26 or something like that. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, let's, uh, let's get out of here. Get on with our days. Uh, thank you for uh, for listening. Uh, we'll be with you uh, tomorrow. Again, the preseason game number six will be Wednesday night against the Rockets on TXA 21. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Lockdown Mavericks. And, Jake, thanks for your time. Yes, sir.